Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode 7. I'm going to try out a little bit of a new format now and just see if it works better. As a result of Gigi not writing as often for a couple weeks, but the letters he does write are a little bit longer. So instead of splitting up just a random couple here and there, I'm pairing together all the letters from one month into an episode. So for instance, this episode, episode seven, will be all letters that he wrote during October of 1942. First letters from October 1st, 1942. Dear daughter, hi kid. This is late as usual leech writing. I just happened to have a little spare time. So, I gave four boys or men haircuts this morning. Beside, I mopped and swept around my bunk, shook my blankets out, made my bed up, went out for calisthenics, and played football for two hours, ate breakfast and dinner, and washed my socks out. It's now 12.45 p.m. At 3 p.m., we start school till 10.45 p.m. Then, we go to sleep after mail call. By the way, we arrived here okay and in record time. Last night, we were excused at 10 p.m. because the USO presented a show for us. They had the Strand Twins. You know, they used to be with Charlie McCarthy last year. Clarence and Claude are their names. Then, they had a guy there who was behind a screen and manipulated some Muppets with his hands. Boy, he was good. I laughed so hard that half of the seats were washed away. They had some dancing girls and an imitator, also a singer. It was a good show. Did you hear the one about the lady who was driving down the highway 80 miles per hour with two motorcycle cops following her? She suddenly pulled up in front of a gas station and got out of the car and ran into the ladies room. When she got back to the car, she looked up at the two cops and said, I'll bet you boys didn't think I was going to make it. That picture of you and me sure had things buzzing in class. I got lots of guys who want to come to Detroit now. My buddy Lawrence told me to say hello to you. He's six feet tall, brown hair, kind of good looking for a soldier. So long, George. This letter is from October 5th, 1942. Hello, everybody. I ain't got much time because I'm going to school in 15 minutes. Just dropping a few lines, telling all's well, and sending some pictures. Yesterday, I went to St. Louis, as I usually do on Sunday, and went to church. I am invited to dinner next Sunday by a very nice young lady and her mother. In the evening, I went swimming at the YMCA. They had Michigan night there. We had apples from Michigan, also fish. Then we saw movies about Michigan. It was swell. By the way, I was interviewed about going to another school when I graduate this one if my marks are high enough. The school is in Florida someplace, and if I go there, it would be kind of hard getting home for Christmas if I'm still there. But we shall see when the time comes. Well, I gotta go now. So long. I'll write more soon. Your son, George. P.S. How you feeling, Mom? And Dad? Are the kids listening to you? Tell them they better. This short letter was in an envelope with another one. It's written just to his brothers, John and Paul. Dated October 10th, 1942. Dear John and Paul, Howdy, fellows. How's the bums? John, I didn't send you anything for your birthday. And Paul, your birthday is next week, so I'm sending you a dollar apiece. Do what you want with it, because I know very well you won't save it anyways. If I find anything good for you guys when I'm in St. Louis, I'll buy it and send it to you. So long for now. Be good. 
And listen to Ma. Especially you, John. I mean it. George Leach Jr. This letter is from October 13th, 1942. Dear Mom and everybody, I received Chuck's letter yesterday, and I was glad to hear the news from home. Tell Chuck thanks for the compliment. Well, yesterday, Wednesday morning, I went to Belleville and had my picture taken. It won't be ready for quite a while, but as soon as it is ready, I'll send it. It is an 8x10. Then, after that, I went to the dime store and had some small ones taken. They came out pretty good. I sent one to Matushka Pisa, one to Ayatis, and the other to March Franov. I am sending my barber supplies back home because I don't have enough time for haircuts. Daddy and Mike could give the kids haircuts. Hey Mike, Ed Jones, your mechanic, says hello. I am also sending some more snapshots from the camp. This is for John and Paul. Listen here, you mugs. I don't like the way you're treating mom. I'm telling you this for your own good. Don't run out of the house and pretend you don't hear mom when she tells you to do something. Especially you, John. What's the matter? You afraid of a little work? How do you expect to be a Marine or a soldier? Man, oh man, listen. I don't want to hear no more about you not listening. Understand? I'm sending you some caps to long at. So long, George. October 23rd, 1942. Dear Mom, Dad, and everybody. Here it is Saturday night, and I just got through taking my second test. I got 89% on the first one, and the second one isn't graded yet. The only thing I miss here is the Saturday nights I used to spend with Walter. But from the looks of it, I don't think Wally will be around for those Saturday nights much longer. One of the fellows asked me to go to Columbia, Missouri with him tonight, and another one asked me to go to Davenport, Iowa with him. The place I decided to go to is St. Louis, and go to church tomorrow morning. Maybe I'll be invited to a dinner or something. If not, I'll go to my favorite restaurant and have a good steak and stuffed dinner. Then, I'll take in a show or something, or whatever is coming off that attracts my attention. I signed the payroll last week. It should get paid the first week in November, which will be pretty good. I found out that our graduation date will be November 10th. After that, I don't think I'll stay here very long. I might go to Florida or any of the other 47 states. Gee, Mom, it sure was swell of you to send me those cookies. They were really swell. All the boys enjoyed them very much. One of the boys said, there is only one thing wrong with these cookies. There are not enough. The cookies lasted exactly five minutes after I opened the box. After all the cookies were gone, a fellow took the box and shook all the crumbs into his hand and ate them. I got a box of cookies from Aunt Mary today and the same thing happened. You would think they never ate from the way they go after them, but that's homemade cookies for you. This Sunday will be my last Sunday I'll be able to spend in St. Louis because starting Monday, the schools will be operated seven days a week. This doesn't mean that we will go to school seven days a week. It means we will get our day off, but everybody won't get theirs on Sunday. Our class gets every Wednesday off. That's Tuesday evening until midnight Wednesday. We also go on the day shift. We'll have to get up at quarter to five instead of quarter to seven. Our class is going to have a party at a nightclub in St. Louis the week before we graduate. It's going to be held at the Chase Club. That's a pretty exclusive club. We get a meal and see a floor show. It will cost us around two and a half a piece. I just got the score back on my other test. It was a 90%. I owe Mrs. Poulter a letter. She's a good neighbor for you and a girlfriend for me. I'll write to her next week sometime. How are Johnny and Polly behaving themselves? I don't know why I asked though, because John wrote me a letter and said he was doing lots of good work and listening to everything you say. That a boy, John. Keep it up. You too, Paul. Thanks for the picture of Uncle George and the rest of you taken in Canada. Take a picture of the family and send it to me. Thanks again for the cookies. 
say hello to Mike and Chuck for me. Your son, George. Here's the last letter for this episode. It's dated October 30th, 1942. Dear Mom and everybody, it is now 2.15 p.m. We just got through getting our pictures taken for the graduating class book. In just about 45 minutes, we are going to go on a hike. It won't be a very long one, though. Only about 8 or 10 miles. But if it rains, we won't go. And it looks like rain. The weather here was quite chilly. The lowest was 26 degrees above zero. I don't get Sundays off anymore. My day off is Wednesday. Only we get off at 4.15 p.m. on Tuesday evening and stay out till midnight Wednesday. I went to St. Louis last Tuesday evening and I really had a swell time for practicing nothing. Here's what happened. As soon as we arrived, my buddy and I, in St. Louis, we went to the USO and got two tickets for the Army War Show. There are $1.65 tickets and we got them for nothing. I think Daddy said he saw the show. They sure made a lot of noise, but I thought it was pretty good. After the show, my buddy and I went to Tent City and slept. That too was free. We got up at 9.30 a.m. Wednesday morning and again went to the USO Club. We wrote letters, played ping pong and pool and sat around. We took pictures and walked around the city. At 1 p.m., we went back to the USO and got two tickets to see the stage show, Hell's a Poppin'. The tickets were $2.24 a piece, which we got for free. Boy, that was the funniest stage show I've ever seen, I'm telling you. I was pretty near the aisle from laughing so much. If that show comes to Detroit, ask Helen to take you. I know you would enjoy it very much. Just don't forget to see if it comes. I don't need anything right now, I don't think, except I'm still waiting patiently for Helen to try and send me Builders of an Empire. I might call home someday. Reverse charges if you don't mind. Maybe this coming Monday evening between 7 and 9 our time, 8 and 10 your time. But don't count on it too much because something usually comes up. I'll try though. Hey John, what's the idea of puking all over the school? I hope you feel better though. George. Alright, to recap episode 7, he sends a letter directly to daughter, or his sister, and what I liked about this is not only does he elaborate more on his schedule and talks to her about another USO show he went to with the Strand Twins, I really liked that he included a joke, because growing up, whenever I'd visit Gigi, he would have jokes for his grandchildren, and even in years later, my dad would tell us jokes and say, this is a Gigi joke, isn't it funny, or hey, have you heard this? And sometimes they'd get repeated. Sometimes my dad may still repeat them, but they're always pretty funny. And I really like to see that this is the first time one of his jokes was featured in a letter, and it was a letter to his sister. It sounded like it was going to be a, a serious situation with a woman driving really fast down the highway, and then there's two cops following her she suddenly pulls over for the gas into a gas station gets out of the car runs to the ladies room when she gets back to the car she looked up at two cops and said i bet you boys didn't think i was going to make it a silly joke but also one that's very familiar to me like that's the kind of humor you can come to expect in his jokes funny to both adults and children just that kind of humor it, it was cool to see in this letter uh, one of his jokes featured I'm interested to see if there's going to be more in upcoming letters. He writes a quick uh, little letter right before he goes to school. What stood out to me in this letter was that he went to the YMCA not only to swim, but they had a Michigan night there. So I bet that helped with his homesickness. You know, they had apples and fish from Michigan, saw movies about Michigan. It was swell. And there's a chance that when he's done with this school here in Illinois, that he goes to some school in Florida. If he does that, it'd be hard to get home for Christmas. I'm interested to see if he goes to Florida. 
In one of the letters, he addresses uh, John and Paul, and he sounds very angry. He must have gotten news from home about them disobeying his mom. He's just kind of putting them in line, like, this is for your own good. You better listen to mom. Quit acting up. Listen to mom. Man, oh man, you better listen. What's wrong with a little bit of work? Interesting to see him address his brothers almost like as another uh, parent figure, almost. I'm sure he did that at home before he left. You know, it's got to be tough for him to hear them, hear about them being bad or a little difficult for his mom. I'm sure they pull it around, though, probably kids being kids. When you're away, though, you know, you probably feel like you, you can't do much other than to try and address them through a letter like he did. Took some tests, got an 89 on one, then a 90 on another one, so he seems to be doing well in school. He talks about getting more cookies again, and a similar situation happened. They were gone in five minutes after you opened the box, and uh, it's really, really generous of him to share those cookies again. Last thought for this episode was him talking about going to Florida. He might go to Florida. He could either go there or to any of the other 47 states. I guess we'll have to see in an upcoming episode if he actually goes to Florida or one of those other 47 states. Tune in next week. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.